Hello and welcome to Fighting in the War Room. It's episode 399.75 and it's the week of Wednesday, July 20th. That's the day that in 2022, we partnered with Quiz Quiz, with Quiz, Quiz Bang Bang for another trivia episode. Hey. Patches, yay! Uh, Patches, you're the really the, um, kind of the driving force behind us. Um, I am a big fan. We, we were also eager to retain with them, but uh, just set it up for people. Yeah, people haven't uh, looked back at... Uh... I should have come prepared and known which episode we we have done a big big trivia episode with these guys before. I'm I'm not going to be able to pull it up. It was into, I, 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 it was like in spring 2021, I think. Um, but we had such a good time, a raucous time doing Quiz Quiz Bing Bang, which is a big trivia podcast that I subscribe to and absolutely love. I reached out to them. I was like, I'm begging you to work with us on something and they're like yes of course you guys are the almighty fighting in the war room podcast why would we not want to work with you i'm sure that's and i was like all right you can kiss the ring um (laughs) of course not no no we were all grateful to to do this team up and it went so well that uh we're doing it again we're going to be doing a big summer blockbusters trivia round uh it gets it gets vicious the questions are more intense i think we surprised the quiz quiz bang bang through David and Annie uh, with with our knowledge, our movie knowledge, and they went hard this time. I'm not sure their listeners are going to get uh, all the questions right, and we did not get all the questions right, and it's going to be very fun. So check it out, and I would also go implore you to go check out Quiz Quiz Bang Bang as well. Um, it's yeah. a really fun time. Yeah, it was uh, extremely fun, and everyone, I think, will enjoy listening to it. Um, it was like a pre-quarter quell, quarter quell, one-off episode. That's enjoy right. It. And then tune in uh, next week for the edit down of our live call-in show. That might feature you, listener, but not this. This is us. This is all us and Quiz Quiz Bang Bang. It's a Quiz Quiz Bang Bang show. All us. Let's do it. Welcome to Quiz Quiz Bang Bang, the pub quiz practice show that hits you pow right in the quizzer. I'm Annie Flora. I'm David Flora. And we're here to teach you more about trivia than there are pieces of popcorn in the popcorn that you buy at the movie theater. Ooh. Even the small... I, I've, I've resorted to buying smalls. Yeah. Because when I bought bigger ones, I couldn't finish them. So I'm like, why am I spending this extra $45 for a size <laughs> larger than small? But I will say David is a sucker for like a themed bucket. Like if they are like, here's a Thor popcorn bucket, they would be like, well, we have to get it. <laughs> I was so angry that that last theater didn't have those in stock. <laughs> I, I do have one of Cats, the Cats popcorn bucket. Uh, best purchase of my life. <laughs> Horrific. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, we have amazing guests today. We do. Returnees to the show. Yes. We have uh, the folks from the Fighting in the War Room. What's up, you guys? Welcome back. Hey. Yay. Thanks for having hey. me. Hey. No, we're hey. so enthusiastic. Hey. <laughs> we're just a bunch of Fonzies <laughs> over here. Uh, Well, we are ready to jump the shark once again with you guys. Um, 
we have Matt, Dave, Katie, and David. Uh, let's go around the room in that order. You guys uh, reintroduce yourselves, reacquaint all of our listeners uh, with who you are. Matt, we'll start with you. Yeah, I am Matt Patches. We have been doing this show for what? What did we say? 11 years or 12 years? We missed our own anniversary. That's how long we've been doing. <laughs> it's not even that long and just the yeah. mist of time have obscured it already. <laughs> we've all had many jobs and gone through many life changes in this. Uh, but currently I uh, work, I am the deputy editor at Polygon.com where you can read about movies and TV and games and all sorts of things. Uh, I'm on leave right now because I had a baby, so all time has no meaning. Um, yeah, I was going to, <laughs> I was going to announce that since the last time we did the podcast, I had a baby, but I also installed a bidet. That was the most life-changing thing that I've done wow. since the last time I did it. And I had a shoe. Oh, my God. Yeah, That's I just like, want to be clear that like the baby was like an addition to your already existing parental oh. life. And mm, I think it's also less important than eating the shoe. Yeah, I ate I a shoe. So. David and, and Anna, did you know that I ate a shoe? Did you Have no, you seen please. this? It, it's, is this Australian in nature? Because we've heard about shoeies. Uh, no, it is. Uh, the the people can go on YouTube, and I'm I'm happy to report that my video that I've made is the only thing that really pops up when you type in Top Gun shoe. But uh, yeah, back in uh, no, say no more. Let let people just yeah. discover this for themselves. Yeah. It has to do with Top Gun Maverick, kind of. And I I ate a shoe, and people who listen should should go find this video. I I explain it all there. It is hopefully Patches bet against the uh, Tom Cruise's determination to do something, and he bet wow. wrong. Yep. Do uh, not go toe-to-toe with Tom Cruise, it turns out. Wow. <laughs> no. Well, welcome back, Matt. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Dave, let's hear from you. Yeah, I'm Dave Gonzalez. Um, I think last time I was doing a podcast re-watching the series Lost, uh, we did it. We watched all of the series lost. It was a good time. What an accomplishment. Uh, they yeah. said it couldn't be done. They said it could not <laughs> be done. <laughs> they, they said we it couldn't it. be done. We proved them wrong once again. Uh, now I'm on a show called Trial by Content over on the Ringer Podcast Network where we debate pop culture topics. And uh, this week, you all will be happy to know, we're debating the best summer movie season ever. So I had a dual research uh, week. Yeah, unfortunately, that means Dave did research and I did not. I don't know. Remember (laughs) last time I was like, he's writing a book on Marvel. And then I got the Marvel character name wrong. So uh, (laughs) you never know how it goes with with my current uh, level of expertise on anything. Katie, I believe I'm throwing to you. Oh, wow. So efficient. Uh, yeah, I'm Katie Rich. I am still at Vanity Fair. I think last time I had a different job title. I'm now the awards and audio editor, which means if you guys ever want to do an Oscar trivia one, I will destroy all these fools. Um, but for now. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's put that in the book since I'm Katie's partner. Done I want I want to come back and do Oscar <laughs> trivia in six I did months. Do, I did another Oscar trivia podcast with some other like Oscar friends of mine. And uh, it's it's hard. It gets really specific really fast. Um, yep. So yeah, right now I'm on I'm on the Little Goldman podcast there where we're talking about Emmy season right now and uh, other fun stuff. Awesome. Cool. Welcome back. Oh, uh, and David, David, you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I am David. I am still uh, at IndieWire. Or I'm the film critic. And what else? I still have a child. Uh, <laughs> I Very sleepy, but I feel good about representing... <laughs> The undefeated team of David and Dave. Want to know all time. Wow. Coming in hot. <laughs> wow. That's great. Rah, rah. Well, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> I am glad to hear of 
uh, all the great stuff going on since you've last been here. Shoe eating, no more lost, Oscar buzz, children. <laughs> Annie, this one is uh, well. The last time we had him on, we did all film trivia. They crushed it. And this time they requested a specific type of film trivia. What is that? Summer blockbusters. Ooh, all summer blockbuster trivia. Now, what is a summer blockbuster? <laughs> well, <laughs> contentious question. Was it, yeah, is that the first question? <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll need your answer submitted uh, uh, single spaced. And, <laughs> and we'll see which questions we have to get rid of. Uh, <laughs> but we, what we went by is we are including May because apparently May kind of kicks off summer blockbuster season. Yeah, definitely starts in May. So these are movies that are made between May and I think August was our end. I don't think we have any fall release dates. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's good. I think Labor Day is a solid endpoint. So that's what we did. And I don't think we made a specific dollar amount, but there were <laughs> movies that did well. Like, I thought The Labyrinth did well. It didn't. Oh. <laughs> so it's not in there. <laughs> it, did, it, not, it did not bust blocks. <laughs> there you go. No blocks busted. No blocks are busted. <laughs> so when it seemed like, oh, that seems like a lot of money, it met our criteria. It was very okay. scientific. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty much our criteria for it. So let's uh, let's see who's going to be on teams. Uh, Dave and David, are you guys going to retain your team? Uh, Do they break up the uh, Islanders in the mid eighties? <laughs> oh my god. They break up David the Islanders. Islanders. David. Not sure what you're talking about. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Did they, David? I don't know. Did they? Are you? Like, <laughs> yeah, we literally don't know. Are you guys on the same team or what? For the, for the purposes of uh, this this uh, response to that question, uh, no, they stayed together as are we. Oh, okay. Okay. What is your team name going to be? We're going to be David's Rise of Gru. Perfect. <laughs> oh, there, there you go. We're the sequel that is the prequel. <laughs> Mind blown. Excellent, Matt, Katie. Who are you guys going to be? Pat just told me he'd do whatever I told him to do, so I chose President Merkin Muffley, who is, of course, <laughs> the person who says it's great to be fine in the Doctor Strange Love phone call uh, that gave our um, our show its name. How was Gru not in that scene? <laughs> Actually, if you go, there's a lot of people in the background in that scene. If you go back, you're adding him right for there. the re-release. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. I think we're ready to get into it. Annie, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Are you guys ready? <laughs> Yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> That's ready. <laughs> yes. Well, Perfect. here is how the show works. Quiz Quiz Bang Bang is comprised of four rounds of four questions each, followed by the answers. After round two, we'll ask a quick fire bang bang question, where you'll have a time limit to give multiple answers. After the fourth round, the show culminates with the Big Bang, a final round with three questions whose answers are all clues to one final question. For today's match, regular answers are worth 10 points each, bang-bang answers are 2 points each, and teams can wager as many accumulated points as they want for the Big Bang. Round 1, question 1. The same fictional high school served as a featured location in 16 Candles, Weird Science, The Breakfast Club, and what other comedy? And for two extra points... What was the name of the high school? 
Oh, dear God. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the fictional name of the fictional high school. We don't want to know the actual location. Mm. I'll, I'll mm. give you one point if you know the actual location. That's pretty good. It's <laughs> tough, if you too. know the more obscure things. Yeah, <laughs> if we just allow for the slightest pause, they add more points. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> you want 20 points? <laughs> I think Katie and I are, lo- are locked in here. Katie, are we uh, locked in? Yeah, All right. I'm just confirming with yeah, you. Yeah, we're locked in. We're good. We're okay. good. President Merkin is all set. Uh, <laughs> David's. We're ready to issue him. Yeah. What do you guys think? We're not very confident in our answer, but I, I don't see it changing, so I think we're locked in. Yeah, I have a guess on the, the movie for sure, but the the name's going to be a shot in the dark. I don't think any of us are from the right part of the country to feel this <laughs> in our bones. Dave and David, what, what are you guys thinking the answer is? Dave? Uh, we're going to go movie, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And in terms of high school, fictional high school name, well, you're going to take a shot in the dark with McKinley, McKinley High. All right, Ooh. so Ferris Bueller and McKinley High. President Merck and Muffley, what were you guys thinking? That's as you want to take it. All right, I will. It's, uh, well, we're, we, we're also thinking about John Hughes. That seems like the connective tissue. But uh, unlike David and Dave, we went with Pretty in Pink. And we said, another stab in the dark, Jefferson High? I feel we like that's a just a president. high school name. Those don't sound righter than our school. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. The correct answer is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh! Oh! <laughs> and the name of the high school is Shermer High. Shermer High. That's Shermer. a real Chicago okay. name. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the first Bueller Days Off was just his love letter to Chicago. His pitch literally was like, a kid in Chicago takes the day off. Yeah. Right? And like, and then he wrote it in a week because a strike was going to happen. So. Hey, that's how, that's how Terminators 2, Revenge of the Fallen happened. Masterpieces both, yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> awesome. So question two. The sixth highest grossing film of 1981, what movie and its sequel were the final film appearances of Dean Martin? And for two extra points, which famous actor had his second Hollywood role in this movie. So the the film in 1981 is the original and the sequel comes later? The sequel Correct. comes later, yep. Okay. I just want to say I'm very excited to find out the answer to this question. Um, <laughs> uh, you're, you're coming for us. We got too many right on the first episode. And I know, you guys well, were I'm, I'm too happy. good the first this time is, around. I, I, this is great. I mean, the one thing I love about Quiz Quiz Bang Bang is that I actually learn a lot from the show. <laughs> yes. I think KDR and I are using our, our logic. We're going to logic this one out because I think Dean Martin could only be in so many types of movies in 1981. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That I think we're having a similar debate is uh, where Dean Martin's going to pop in. I'm leading Dave to the right answers here. <laughs> Katie's like, thanks. <laughs> Sidebar, Dave, could you, can you name any Dean Martin movies in general from his heyday? Uh, uh, no. Hey, leave my client alone. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mind games, mind games. Dave and I have the answers for both of these parts. Wow. Oh, damn. Okay, so Katie and Matt, go ahead. 
Patches, you just got to put the ball in your court. Yeah, so I know, I know. I was just trying to... Uh... We are 100% sure. Be entertaining. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, All right, okay. well, we can talk out loud, Katie. So we're, we're thinking about disaster movies. Is that right, Katie? You're, th- yes. This is yeah. where we're Thinking at. about large ensemble disaster movies that would have had potentially sequels and a role for a very old Dean Martin. You threw out Poseidon Adventure, but I think that's from the 70s, as you said. So and I had a Poseidon and Adventure think... 2 when the boat was flipped right side up. <laughs> all the sea animals were like what's happening they did remake it <laughs> yeah that's true i don't think d martin would have been around for the remake of Poseidon adventure um which was just poseidon by the way um yes, true. <laughs> towering inferno was that an 80s movie katie i think that was 70s also i i made yeah. a picture i i feel like we're no, said if you right. just airport do your but, part but, of this but, but what but what about the guest the actor whose first movie it, it was who was second movie i told you to throw something out there Who's a younger actor? My thought went to Richard Gere, but I think he was already more established by then. He was gear. He was he was gearing up for the Hello. Like American Gigolo comes out. You gotta Your think kids are gonna be waking up by the time you guys figure out an answer. Uh, I know who's, who's who's on the nineties. The nineties. I'm done talking yeah. through this. Pick something. All right, we're we're gonna we're gonna say uh, airport, and then we're gonna say, oh come on, uh, nine, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's a terrible answer. Those are a hundred percent both wrong. Dave and I also have no idea. Uh, I was just fucking with patches, but uh, we, Dave, Dave, I'll throw to you because you came up with the first part of this for sure. I mean, okay, I think the movie is Cannonball Run. Oh, um, but I don't. But I think know. that's 70s. No. Whatever. I. I mean, I don't know what the the other person when that would be. Uh, and I randomly <laughs> threw. I mean, Hollywood is the key word here. I know he'd been in several movies before this point, but I. It's got to be wrong because he was in Nashville, like six years earlier. But I, I went with Jeff Goldblum. Well, isn't uh, Jackie Chan in Cannibal Run too? That could be the, the answer to that. I'm now I'm sussing out your own answers. Yes, I should wait. Yeah. I think we're all wrong. And the correct answer is the Cannonball Run. Wow. And Jackie Chan. Oh! <laughs> Look at that. Too bad that wasn't your answer, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I kind of swooped in, though. <laughs> I mean, we'll take your point if that's what you want. Well, Airport came out in 1970. We are dramatically wrong. The listeners know. Wow. The listeners know I got the bonus there. The other thing I was, was I was like, is 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 he in the background somewhere in the Great Muppet Caper? Because I'm pretty sure that's also 81. And I was like, wow. And it could be anybody's second movie. Oh yeah. Kermit's second movie. Kermit's second movie. <laughs> Question three. If you take the first letters of the main characters' names, Dom, Robert, Eames, Arthur, Mal, and Sato, they spell dreams, which is fitting for what movie? All right, we can... All right, I feel it, I feel it pretty good here. Back on track. <laughs> Wait, before we answer, can I just say something? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This, were they honestly talking about flipping the boat back upside down and beside adventure? That really led us to uh, mm-hmm. to this question. Mm-hmm. You were right. You were right in with it. <laughs> so everyone know, knows this, you guys are all, all yeah, set. We're... All right, we are set. Okay. I, I do believe it is Inception. Yes, we we agree. The correct answer is Inception. Yeah. 
I will, I will say, I never, I never knew that the names spelled dreams. I didn't either. I didn't either. That's so Nolan. I'm learning. You know what's funny about that? There's other main characters that you completely throw that off. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, okay, no, no, no. But the three other main characters spell pay. So dreams pay, oh. and you're going into their dreams to get money. He's going to do the same thing in Oppenheimer. It's a really messed up word. <laughs> well, the, char- the characters will all spell Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> so many characters. All right, question four. Sean Connery was 61 years old when he played what role? A character who was supposed to be 37 at the time of the movie's setting. The time of the movie's setting? I'm too old for this. (laughs) (laughs) And the chair. You gotta find somebody else. So it means that like the character is written as 37 years old. I think we're locked in. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay, this game of it. Okay. So, Katie and Matt, you guys can talk. <laughs> Mind games. I don't think it's one of the old Bond movies where he's old James Bond. No, but maybe... it's definitely not Bond. Because why would you write a character? I was thinking in... Tra- oh, Entrapment. He's an Entrapment. Yeah, wait, you're not even looking at my chats and you're just making dumb jokes. You're not getting us anywhere. <laughs> oh, I... Uh, I, I well, that's a really I think good point. I think, he's, I think he's older by then. Yeah, right? it doesn't make any sense that he's like flirting with Catherine Zeta-Jones in that movie. It's completely mismatched. Yeah, but is he that? Is he sixty-one at that point? And also, does it make sense who the character is supposed? How old the character is supposed to be? I don't have a better so guess than Entrapment. Sixty-one. Yeah, I mean, what, that was like ninety-eight, right? So and he died like, like last year. Let's say Entrapment. Do you have a better one? Isn't it weird that the nineties were only thirty years after the sixties? Patches. Stay okay, focused. Go, we're gonna go with entrapment. <laughs> we've we've unwound math entirely already. <laughs> we are gonna go with the non-canonical James Bond movie that he made in the '80s, Never Say Never Again, which is the character of James Bond, which is the answer to the question because they were asking for a character. Sure, but it's also a remake of Thunderball, so they probably just pretended he was as old as he was. Oh, they were asking. I totally missed that. Oh god. You asked for the name of a character. The character, yeah. Yeah, I totally uh, Bob Entrapment. Well, yeah, we're going with Mr. Entrapment. <laughs> Mr. Entrapment. The correct answer is King Richard the Lionheart in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, yes, yes. Robin Hood, Robin Hood. That's a better answer. I love that answer. Uh, that's a better answer. <laughs> Thank you. I was about to say, because... You can't tell how old James Bond's supposed to be. James Bond could be however old he is. Yeah, the time shenanigans felt right for Never Say Never Again. I mean, you definitely don't want him to be old. Yeah, and because it was a remake. Look, we we had a story behind our answer, Mr. Entrapment. That's true. Mr. Entrapment. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Entrapment. I don't need to explain myself. Katie, I, I'm gonna. I'm, I've decided on the next question. I'm gonna read whatever you write, and yeah. we never talk about <laughs> Bold strategy. Man's going through. He's going through his uh, chat like, oh, Cannonball Run. Oh, there's fuel. That's sugar high. Oops. <laughs> All right, moving on to round two. Question five. Fired for allegedly not knowing the difference between a whale and a shark, who was the first director hired for Jaws? Uh, wow, this is an excellent question. 
Yeah. That is a good question. Thanks. <laughs> Who's the most landlocked director? <laughs> this must be an out of the off the book, right? So they're adapting Jaws the book. I'm trying to just vamp here while we're doing okay. we're doing things. Oh. <laughs> I, I think, it's about a shark. I think we're gonna we're gonna lock it. Katie, are we gonna lock oh. in? I, I'm I'm with you. I, I kind of went back on my suggestion. Oh, never but, mind. Uh, we're not lock- we're unlocking. I mean, I don't know. I like I don't have a I don't have a better follow up. No, th- let's lock in with you. So let's go okay. with you. I think we're. Yeah, 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 I think we locked yeah, in. Dave, Dave and I just made the exact same uh, random guess at the same time, so we're feeling pretty good about that. <laughs> <laughs> we're all good. Yeah. What What was your logic, guys? What were you What were you thinking? Yeah, da- David's. Tell us what you What you thought. We were looking for something obviously that would be time period, uh, and I happened to be researching some Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff around the X-Men, and I know that uh, Lauren Schuler Donner produced the Free Willy movies, so I thought, wouldn't it be really ironic if Richard Donner <laughs> didn't oh. know the difference between a shark and a whale? Right. And uh, <laughs> my, Just to fill in the gaps here, my logic was uh, in 1975, uh, think of a director who was alive, Richard Donner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're going with Richard Donner. Mm-hmm. We are. Merkin Muffley, what'd you guys think? Well, I was, we were trying to think of people who were old, and I tried to think of someone who would make like outdoor adventure movies. And I said, John Houston. And then I said, wait, but nobody would have fired him. And then Patches said, we're locking it in. So we're st- <laughs> sticking with That sounds right to me. I feel like it has to be someone old who's just like, I don't give a shit what the difference is between a whale and a shark. And it's like, actually, we do. You, you, you shouldn't make this movie, probably. I liked imagining John Ford also with his, like, his eye patch being like, fuck, I'm not in the desert anymore. What is this? Uh, but we, we, we stuck with John Houston. <laughs> We're going with John Houston. Hopefully, hopefully he was alive. I don't know. I can't confirm. <laughs> John Houston was definitely alive in 1975. Well, the answer is Dick Richards. Oh. Dick Richard Donner. No. <laughs> Dick Richard Donner. That's right. <laughs> Dick Richard Donner. <laughs> what else did Dick Richards um, make, if anything? Dick Richards produced Tootsie. So he, he bounced back. <laughs> <laughs> What wow. else did he do? Poor guy. I oh. got hooked by that whale. I'm like, surely <laughs> the whale is part of the question. The, the, the Free Willy was Richard Donner's like long-term revenge against getting <laughs> be like, You know Jaws. what? I finally learned what the difference between a whale and a shark was after watching Jaws make all that money. Dick Richards directed a movie called Heat, but not the good one. A, 1980, a 1986 <laughs> version. <laughs> With Burt Reynolds. How unfortunate. So, yeah, apparently what I read was that it wasn't so much that he didn't know the difference, is that he thought he was making a, a rendition of Moby Dick. Ah. <laughs> and they were like, did you read the script? Get out of here. <laughs> it's like, that's not until the fourth one. Who's this one kid? Spielberg. Yeah. And then, and then the shark is Ahab, and the wife is the, the, the whale. <laughs> shark still looks fake. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Question six. In what Oscar-winning romance does one member of the two lead characters say ditto when the other says, I love you? Dave and I appropriately locked in our answer at the same time. So. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. We're on the same wavelength, <laughs> right. even if it might be wrong. Merkin <laughs> Muffley can discuss. Let's eliminate some movies, Katie. 
No. Oh my god. This is driving me crazy. It's uh not Star Wars. Uh, Harrison Ford says something else. Uh, it would be awkward if he says ditto. They don't they don't have that word in space. Patches can't uh, subtract 30 or know what a romance is, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think Star Wars is a romance? Empire no. Strikes Back? <laughs> the first... Uh, de- de- okay, maybe the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> That's not what you said, though. You said Star Wars. <laughs> okay, Katie. Let's let's get serious. It's, uh, it's Oscar winning, so this is completely oh. in your lane, and you should know it, and if we get it wrong, it's all you. I got it. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's do this. We locked I it I had in. this image in my head of a woman crying and saying ditto in an emotional climax of a movie. And then I finally got to Ghost. I think you're... Oh, yeah. Okay. Ghost. All right. Going with Ghost. Uh, we we got to Ghost because uh, we factually know that it's the right answer. <laughs> 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 well, the correct answer is, in fact, Ghost. Well done. Whew, I would have been mad if I had failed on that one. <laughs> yeah, good job, everyone, bouncing back from uh, D- Dick Whale. <laughs> D- D- Dick Whale, Mr. And- Dick, Mr. Entrapment Whale. <laughs> uh, question seven. Alluding to director Christopher Nolan's son, what was the film's false title given during production of The Dark Knight? in order to thwart would-be onlookers. Okay, I actually I actually know this. This is sick. You actually know this? I, would you like to type it to me so that I can yes. see it as your teammate? <laughs> I actually know this. The only thing that I'm not sure of is if it's actually Nolan's son's name, but I remember this vividly. This is like right down the middle. If you're addicted to reading about movies on the internet, you know the answer. <laughs> I see, definitely knew this in 2008. You shouldn't know the names of any director's children. <laughs> Just as a general rule. Actually, David. Unless they are filmmakers. David, <laughs> I do not know, because I did not know that this was Christopher Nolan's child's name. I did know that it was the Dark Knight production name. This is the Blue Harvest of one of the biggest superhero movies of all time. Blue Harvest being the Star oh, Wars oh, production oh, name. Oh, oh no. Oh, no, I'm, oh. Dag- I'm dangling it in front of Dave. So Merkin Muffley is set. Yes. And may have given it away to the Davids. Yeah, what the Davids, hell? Davids, you guys can talk out loud. <laughs> Why are you talking okay. so much? That is, you, it seems, judging by our private Zoom chat, that you 100% just gave Dave the answer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're, we're, uh, we're ready to go whenever you guys are. All right, you brought David's- me back to the days when I was like looking on Twitter for the Joker to send a whole bunch of us running through Midtown to see a trailer. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Patches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? I'm here to help. What do you guys think, David's? Uh, we're going to go with Rory's first kiss. Oh, damn. Okay. I'm so mad at you. <laughs> Our guest before Patches said anything was just the word Damien. Damien. Mm, President Merkin. We're also going with Rory's first kiss. That's absolutely right. I mean, you're the one who knew it, but Jesus Christ. Stop talking. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this game. I'd much rather talk about the answers. Correct answer is Rory's first kiss. <laughs> Katie. You owe me. We got it. We did. <laughs> we did. We did get it. Why so serious, guys? Yes. Matt, Matt is that meme of like biting the metal and like pouring champagne and he's like 16th place. <laughs> All right. Question eight. Final question of the first half. 
Mad Max Fury Road is the first Mad Max movie that credits the character with his full name. What is his full name? I think we're locked in. President Merkin is set. David's, you can discuss. Dave, didn't you didn't you read uh, Kyle Buchanan's book recently? Yeah, you know, I did. And you think I would uh, <laughs> have retained Max's last name, but thanks to, I think, the alliteration of uh, President Merkin over here, I keep being like, Mad Mardigan, Mad Max Mardigan. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's something like Kilmer. Mac Rockakowski or Rakowski or... <laughs> Isn't that Monsters, Inc.? <laughs> Uh, no, it's Mike Wazowski. His name is actually Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> yeah, you're either naming character from Ida or Monsters, Inc., but I'm not sure which. It, the Our last name does sound correct, but I cannot confirm or deny Rockhouse, Rockowski. Rock, it's not Rockowski. It's certainly not Rockhouse. Uh, rock, Rock. Appella. Rockowski? Rockapella. Rock. Rocket Doodle. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna lo- we're gonna lock that in and see how close we got. How about that? What? Which one? <laughs> Rocket Doodle. Max. Rock. Rockinkowski. No. No. Uh, okay. Rockinkowski. Sure. Sure. <laughs> we'll 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 extend grace to our other teammates and they need with it. Max Rockinkowski. <laughs> Rockinkowski. Okay. <laughs> President Merkin. I think we have it right as Max Rockatansky. Oh my God. You guys might give it to them. You go really close. Don't give it to them. The correct answer is Max Rockadoodle. I'm kidding. No. It's Max Rockatansky. Oh. Full points to President Merkin. No points to oh. the Davies. Thank God for Katie. So close. So close. But I appreciate the creativity. David, you were so close. It was kind of hard listening to you sound it out. <laughs> All right. That brings us to the halfway point, which means it's time for the bang bang round. What's the score, David? President Merkin Muffley has 40 points. David's Rise of Gru has 50 points. Ooh. Okay. All right. Formidable. Formidable. Close game. Yeah. (laughs) Team David's have left into the sound secure IMAX theater. I'd like to see that. Every time you go to the theater now, it's just like those quiet IMAX theaters. Yes. (laughs) So. All right. Here we go. President Merkin Muffley, you will have 45 seconds to answer the following question. There are 10 answers to this question. By box office gross, what was the single biggest summer blockbuster for each year from 1975 to 1984? Go. Okay. Time starts now. Rain Man. That was too late. Oh, Jaws, okay. Close Encounters, uh, E.T. Star Wars. Uh, um, lethal Weapon. Um, 1975, what are the 70s Rocky. ones? Oh. Uh, the Towering Inferno, The Poseidon yeah, Adventure. Yeah, Poseidon Adventure. Um, the Cannibal An Officer and a Gentleman, no, Flashdance. Um... Do we say what Rocky? Like? Rocky? What are the, what are the big Oscar uh, movies? Rambo. Um... Tron. No. 
E.T. I already said that. Uh, um, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi. Oh, no. That's 83. Return of the um, Jedi is not going to get. And that's time. David's Rise of Gru has returned. You will have 45 seconds to answer the following question. There are 10 answers to this question. Okay. By box office gross, what was the single biggest summer blockbuster each year from 1975 oh to God. 1984? Nin- Your time starts now. Yeah, well, 75 s- to 84. 75 is Jaws. 76, I mean, Rocky, I don't think it was a summer blockbuster. Fuck, I don't know what else came out in 1976. Uh, this, was Sting one of them? No, Sting was earlier. Dave, just start yelling things. Uh, Star Wars. The Star Wars uh, Shore. Am- Amityville Horror. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Uh, probably Superman, Superman 2, maybe Superman 3. E.T. Lethal Weapon. Uh, Lethal, Lethal Weapon, Weapon 2, 2, why not? Why not? Tron. Tron. Uh, <laughs> Tron probably wasn't highest grossing anything at that point. Uh, through 1986. Wait, what was uh, the final year? A- Animal House. 84. 84. Uh, okay. Grease. It's the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, through 84. Uh, aliens, we said that. Uh, and that's time. Oh, boy. That was oh. <laughs> so glad Dave made time for Grease is the word. Gotta really. Is uh, the word. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's the word. <laughs> Uh, here are the answers. Starting in 1984 with Ghostbusters. Oh, man. 1983, Return of the Jedi. 1982, E.T. 1981, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, darn. Did we not say that? Oh, no, Jesus. we did not. <laughs> 1980, The Empire Strikes Back. 1979, The Amityville Horror. Oh, wow. Damn. Mm. Nice. Hey, I got 1978, point. <laughs> Grease. Hey, I got wow. another point. It's the word. <laughs> it is the word. <laughs> and the point. 1977, Star Wars. Uh-huh. 1976, The Omen. Oh. Mm. And 1975, Jaws. The Omen from Richard Donner, who was alive. Just to kind of grab <laughs> <laughs> I wish we lived in a world where uh, Greece could be the number one movie the year after Star Wars. We we no longer live in that society, sadly. (laughs) President Merkin Muffley got five of those for 10 points, bringing them up to 50. David's Rise of Gru got seven for 14 points, bringing them to 64. Hey, I thought you guys did better. I thought you guys smoked us more than that. We're the Fonzies now. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Look at me. <laughs> Round three, question nine. What was the first film to gross $100 million in its opening weekend alone? We good. David's locked in. Wow. Okay. Okay, so let's talk out loud, Katie, because they're they're all okay. locked in. We're circulating various superhero cinema pillars here. Yeah, I my I you said Avengers, which I think crossed two hundred million. In I its think you're weekend, or like one fifty. Yeah, it so made like one hundred ninety million dollars. So then my counter was Spider Man two. Yeah, I remember. So Spider Man one. It's not Spider Man one, right? Because I think that made like whoa, almost a hundred million, like ninety eight or something. And then this one crossed a hundred. 
Spider-Man 2 also seems like the one Dave and David would both immediately know, which is, I think, is fair play. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's go with Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I mean, you, we all just love the Blair Witch Project, obviously. <laughs> Sp- Spider-Man 2 being, being the best. Uh... You gotta love trivia, you know, just getting to hear Matt Patches wander into an open Be grave. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as, as any, I mean, not to do the host job for them, but I just will say that, that this is a plot point on a television show, Entourage, which every American should have committed to memory. <laughs> oh, so it's no, but uh, the, it's the film that Aquaman famously beats, which is not Spider-Man 2, but our host can tell you. Well, you got to give us well, your you, answer first. Yeah, you want us to give the answer before you nice give try. us your answer? <laughs> not only is it Spider-Man, it's Villain. A, it made $114 million its opening weekend. It's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Ooh, oh, first was Spider-Man. Close. The first Damn. one, first Spider-Man. Well... Was it? And, Was it? Uh, do you want to throw it back over to me, David? Because uh... <laughs> <laughs> but the correct answer is Spider-Man. Good job! Ooh. So close. You guys were right there. We were right we were there. All talking I... about Spider-Man's. <laughs> <laughs> Question ten: The exterior of Ontario's Parkwood Estate was used for the TV shows Doom Patrol and the Umbrella Academy in the films Billy Madison and what 2000 blockbuster? For two extra points, what was the name of it in that film? Uh, I think we know the answer. I think we know our answer. I think answer, we're locked in. Yeah, I think we're also locked in. I think we're in. feeling good. Oh, all right. Well, let's hear from uh, Patches and Katie first. Is it okay that I call you Patches? It's just everyone else's. And now I feel everyone like on the to. planet. Everyone <laughs> calls me Patches. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, yeah, we think it's uh, X-Men and that it's going to be Professor X's or no, not his house, the school, whatever you call it. It's that also thing. his house. I think he lives there. I don't Is think it? he has an off-campus Yeah, they all live there, home. I guess. Well, uh, the... the Xavier Institute for Charles Gifted Xavier Children. School for Gifted... For children. It's children? Okay. Yes. The Xavier yes. School for Gifted Children. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Great. And uh, the, the Davids and Daves. I'm also going to go... We are also going to go with X-Men. David, do you have a particular guess on the, the Xavier's Gifted <laughs> School versus Institution? Uh, it, it's a school. It's not an institution. All right, they seem a little old in X-Men for me, but you go you. You go do you. It's a, it's a school for gifted children. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to go X-Men, uh, Xavier's School for Gifted Children as well. Wow, so just copying right. us is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And just like Mystique. Cor- <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yikes. The correct answer is X-Men, and it's the Xavier School for gifted youngsters. Oh! oh. I think we can give We'll give you one point instead of two. Right. Wow. Since you guys both said we the same thing, it, it doesn't, uh, doesn't really gifted matter. Gifted youngsters. Gifted youngsters? I don't think we were ever going to get to youngsters. Charles, what year were you born? That's a real doesn't look good in hindsight on Brian Singer sort of thing. Jeez, oh, wow. <laughs> Louise. Okay. Yikes. Gifted youngsters. Hey, youngster. Gross. Get over here. <laughs> Go to school. Gross. Gross Brian Singer and Fox. I mean, presumably the comics did it too. Like, I'm guessing they didn't make it up. That's true. Let's not embroil these nice people in the brain. Yeah, that feels like a mid-20th century Stan Lee-ism, isn't it? Like, Mm. youngsters. 
You Excelsior! Got Look at these youngsters. Excelsior. This is MK Jensen. She's real young. Ow. <laughs> Look at Rogue. She's a typical youngster. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where that, that Stan Lee came from. It, uh, Stan Lee just got real grizzled across the, across the pod. These youngster mutants watching TV all day. <laughs> Excelsior! Get in ah. class, get off my lawn. <laughs> he had a very big lawn. Uh, anyway. It's true. <laughs> Question 11. Charlie Theron's stunt coordinators for Atomic Blonde, Greg Rementer and Kale Schultz, also trained Vanessa Kirby for her fight sequences in what movie? I've just admitted once again to David, which I've admitted on the podcast, we, especially when we talked about Top Gun Maverick, that I, I haven't seen a particular movie and he is uh, flabbergasted. So I think we're we're locked in um, uh, on our side. I think we're locked in, in as well. And I'm, I'm yeah. like, this could be a really fun... If everyone's locked in, this could be a real fun twist. I'm ready. I'm ready okay. to gamble. Well, uh, why don't why don't you, Matt and Katie, go ahead and tell us your answer? Yeah, you got to talk this one through for us. I will. The immediate thought was that it should be Mission Impossible Fallout. But here's the twist. I believe that the director of Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw is mm. actually the director of John Wick, and they teamed up, and it's all the same action choreography people. So, And I believe Vanessa Kirby is the third lead of that movie. So we're going to go with Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, full title. I, I regrettably think that Patches is right about this, even though, uh, you know, my first thought... I'll be mad was, if it's your first thought. <laughs> no, I mean, my first thought was, was definitely Mission Impossible Fallout. That's what I want the answer to every question to be. And then upon learning <laughs> that Dave had not seen Mission Impossible Fallout, uh, I had a slight hemorrhage in my brain and my computer shut I off. I also skipped and Hobbs and Shaw outside um, of baby fight scenes. So, like, I don't... Yes, that Was that I, even that movie? No, that was actually Fast and the Furious 7. That was the previous okay, movie. Okay, so that... I skipped Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> entirely. So yeah. I've, I'm not, I have not seen the answer to this question. We said Fallout, but I'm thinking that, that Patches pulled a rabbit out I of I made a back. case. I don't know. You might be right now, and I'm going to look real Convince dumb. Me. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and the correct answer is... Fast and Furious presents Hobbs oh, and Shaw. I seen the light. Oh, here we go. Catch it <laughs> up. And the, and the light is a pointless spinoff that no one's talking about. Question 12. How many dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are actually from the Jurassic period? Oh, Jesus. Oh, wow, yes. Is this a, is this a multiple this is choice fantastic. question? Oh. Multiple choice? I mean, it's a number, so if you want me to just list numbers. <laughs> Are we talking types of dinosaur or num or like the, the number well, of numbers, them? Numbers, okay. like how, okay. how many of the different types the, of dinosaurs equals a number. Right. And then for one extra point, point each... For each one you think, if you can name the dinosaur itself, then we'll give you an extra point for each. And we are talking about the original 1993 Jurassic Park, right? Yeah, okay. Jeff Goldblum, yes. Sam Neill, all the good stuff. Well, they're all in the Jurassic Park Dominion. All the people you're listing have been in well, too many other Jurassic all Park movies as well. the good stuff from well. back in the 90s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when these movies were good is what you're saying. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum in the Cannonball Run, as we all remember. With Richard Attenborough in it. Yeah. Richard Attenborough. <laughs> I don't think Richard Attenborough made it to, to this new one, right? He's mm -hmm. 
he has passed. Richard yeah. Attenborough, also not from the Jurassic period. Um, controversial choice. <laughs> Close. Cretaceous. <laughs> that hurt, John. I'm thinking about dinosaurs. I'm thinking about... So I also just watched this Apple series that... Yo, we were just talking about... Other, you were just talking about it. Uh, wait, no, we were talking about Richard Attenborough in Jurassic Park. I'm talking about David Attenborough mm-hmm. and his Apple series where mm-hmm. he's pretending yep. like dinosaurs were real and they did oh, Planet yeah. Earth. And they, it's just like the dinosaurs, the dinosaurs are walking were around. Real. They were pre- real. He said he was pretending like dinosaurs were real. Let me me back up. They're pretending that they were real when they were filming a documentary about them. Like they could be able to film them. Let me just. David Attenborough, famous uh, young earth creationist. I'd love to say on the record, I believe in dinosaurs and I believe that they rocked the earth. Um, yeah, put those bones there. <laughs> the, 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 it's called Prehistoric Planet. And the first thing you see is a bunch of T Rexes, uh, the T Rex mom and their babies swimming in the ocean. I'm like, mind blown Aww. immediately. This is a fantastic 10 out of 10 miniseries. Oh my gosh. Let's check that out. That sounds perfect. Yeah. That sounds like everything I want to see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me get down to business here. We're talking about dinosaurs. Dave and David, you're not locked in here, right? I can't transparently. Okay. okay yeah, I think we're locked in. Okay. Katie, I'm on I this think... ride with you. I like I'm <laughs> ride and die. Not only do we know their species names, we know their actual given names. Yeah. Uh, in like, the film. Like Ralph and <laughs> Ralph. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm just you want me to go out on a limb here? I guess so. Like I'm just ready to like name as many types of dinosaurs from the movie as I can, tally that number up and make that the number. I think there are the six dinosaurs in the movie. I think there is the T Rex. The, wow. Well, c- walk, come on a journey with me. A very quick one because of time. <laughs> oh my God. But, uh, they Wait, show David up Admiral? and they see. They show up and see the brontosaurus <laughs> walking among the swamps. It's not. It, it's not. It's an allosaurus. <laughs> Are you saying it's an allosaurus, Dave? Is that what you were gonna say? No, don't, no, no, don't worry. Don't worry about it's it. Keep it Sorry, sorry. Right. I'm sorry. I didn't He's right. That. It's a brachiosaurus at the beginning. Okay, and then they they go on. They they see. They go to the. Okay, there's a T Rex. There's a Triceratops. There's the Spitty one. There's a Diplosaurus, and they run in the packs. And then there's the Raptors. I think there are. I think there are six dinosaurs in this first movie, and I would abandon. I think three of them are from the actual Jurassic age, and. Which ones? You, you want me? Are we running with this? Is this our? We're gonna go with three. What? Yeah, sure. We're gonna go with three. I'm gonna say T Rex, Triceratops, Brachiosaurus. All right. And David and Dave, what did you guys think? I am a dinosaur geek, so I had Damn to it. inform David that the uh, Brontosaurus is not a real dinosaur. It's a name we were all taught that was a wrongly assembled skeleton. But I do believe Brachiosaurus is one of our two answers. So we're going to go with two, which is Brachiosaurus and Dilophosaurus, because I am positive that T-Rex, Triceratops, and Raptor are late Cretaceous. Their names were Ralph and Waldo. Yeah, Ralph and Waldo, sure. <laughs> and Emerson? Emerson, right. I, is that where you're going with this? <laughs> That's the Stegosaurus. That was Lost World. <laughs> <laughs> And also, Satan put him there. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is two. And the dinosaurs are Brachiosaurus and Dilophosaurus. Jesus Christ. I have to say, I'm really the hype man for our team. Dave is pulling, is doing all the legwork here. My God. <laughs> That's awesome. Congrats. You do get a point, though, because you guys said Brachiosaurus. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You one, one point for the bonus. We'll take it. <laughs> I definitely would have said like eight. So I was not helping us. (laughs) 
Round four, question 13. The New York police officer that receives the report of the Titanic's arrival says the call is coming from Pier 34, the ship's real-life original destination, in which film? We're good. Annie and David, you have to understand that Katie and David are like two mega Titanic fans, but Titanic, obviously, a December release, not qualifying. And also, didn't make it to the pier that it was supposed to get to, if I recall the events of James Cameron's film. Um, if I recall correctly. That would be amazing. And history. <laughs> James Cameron, he pretended like <laughs> yeah, there were dinosaurs and the Titanic made it. <laughs> Wait, I, I uh, Oh, okay, got it. I I I, I, had to, I had to hum the score of when it happens in order to figure out which movie it was, but I I've got it. Really? We're locked in. Yeah. You had to right. hum the David's score. Are all set. Yeah. <laughs> That seems like a that seems like a hint. Or the I guess that you would even soundtrack would be the would be I guess soundtrack would be the the better term rather than score because it's a song. That's all I'm giving you. Wow, that's rough. Uh, that is a good hint. President Merkin, you guys can talk out loud. Okay, well, Dave is Dave has dangled a carrot in front of me. I I had an answer, but there's no way in hell that Dave knows the score or original songs in Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow, which is the <laughs> the alt universe movie that I would have I love been that. thinking about. But it's set well after the Titanic. Is it? It's from the 30s. It's like Art Deco-y. Yeah. The Titanic was right. just severely delayed, Katie, in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it kept going it did, on its it same sink, route but because it successfully. It yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're talking. I like alt histories. That's a good, that's a good guess. Early early twentieth century alt alt history or well, okay, Dave, you're continuing to tease. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Katie, you're allowed to talk out loud. I was also thinking of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but I, that takes place in the UK, I think, because but of. That I mean, the, the Titanic left from the UK, my friend. Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking about but period wait, a pieces. A New York police with, like, officer arrives and says, yeah, it's arriving, coming it's from arri- it's, a, it's arriving in New York, but like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of period pieces. You're right. Maybe at the end of the was, movie, they all get on the Titanic and they're like, fuck it. We're, we just did our mission and we should yeah, go to New I mean, York. I'm, I have certainly never seen the movie in which part of the plot, I guess, is keeping the Titanic from sinking. Um, so, And I've never seen The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, so... I can't recommend it, but that is, it's either Sky Captain, <laughs> it's either Sky Captain or League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but Dave could not hum the score of either of those. This should not be. And Sky a, this Captain sh- is the wrong time period. I'm confident I, about that. I, let's go with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen for time's sake. And Dave, F you for putting this brainworm in me and I'm just toiling over this. It'll be an earworm in a second. Don't worry about it. Oh God! Yeah, we're gonna Going go with, with League of Extraordinary with, Gentlemen. Of Extraordinary Gentlemen. All yeah. right, uh, Dave's. What you got? I want to know why everyone I know has gone Spook City. I got a call from Pier Thirty Four. The same the Titanic just came in. That goes. That's Ghostbusters too. <laughs> no, oh, you're right. It's a ghost ship. It's a ghost ship. <laughs> and so what I was doing is I'm like, it's either Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters Two. But this, that song is from the second one because when the ghosts are breaking out in the first one, it's that breathe. I believe it's magic. So once oh, I heard the one, no. I knew it was two. It's the it's Ghostbusters ship. two. Oh ship! Oh ghost my god! Ship. The correct answer is Ghostbusters two. <laughs> Movies a steaming pile of ghost ships. Damn. Sorry, <laughs> ghost ship. <laughs> 
Ghost. It's, it's not the movie Ghost Ship, though. No, no. <laughs> Famously, this is the second time in this bat of trivia that I've just like put Ghostbusters as a franchise I into know. the dark place, and I cannot remember not, uh, anything Ghostbusters. It's kind of good reason for that, honestly. They did that to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question 14. Because the U.S. Navy found the subject of the film objectionable and inaccurate and thus refused to provide any assistance, the French Navy allowed the use of one of their Troyanfa-class ballistic missile submarines, along with the aircraft carrier Fush, for several scenes in which film? Hmm... This is hurting. Oh, uh, let's see. Katie, I feel like we're on it, but we're going to talk ourselves yeah, out of it. Yeah, you think, you think we got it? Yeah, let's go with it. What do we have to lose? The game, but... um, <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> uh, other than that. The theme the to dignity. Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> yeah, I want Dave to sing it again. <laughs> are we locking in, are... Katie? Sure. Let's lock in. Let's lock in. Okay, let's lock all in. All right. Merkin Muffley's all set. David's, you can talk out loud. All right, so we immediately went to uh, the holy duo of Red October and Crimson Tide uh, and decided that there was more objectionable content from the POV of the U.S. Navy in Crimson Tide when Gene Hackman disobeys, or no, he basically, doesn't he disobey Gene Hackman's order? Yeah. I mean, the other way, there's order, the Navy, the the U.S. military doesn't like it when on uh, screen the uh, chain of command is screwed up. Why do they like Top Gun so much, Dave? It's all about chain of command. (laughs) Because one single pilot can, uh, knows knows better. Because homoerotic volleyball. (laughs) My only, my only uh, objection was that Crimson Tide had, you said something about the, the, the uh the ship like the what's it called the air air aircraft carrier aircraft carrier thank you and uh there are a lot more there's a lot more action top side if i remember correctly in hunt for the red october than there is in crimson tide but i am sticking with crimson tide going with crimson tide all right merkin muffley what'd you guys think yeah, we uh, hunt were for Red October. We were going with Hunt for Red October. I remember I recently rewatched Hunt for Red October. Was doing some like deep diving into how the making of it, and they, I, I swear they couldn't get access to boats, and they had to do some rudimentary CG or like building janky flotation devices out in the sea to film things. I, I, I don't know. Lord. I'm going with Hunt for Red October. I actually wanted to go with Battleship just to say Mahalo Motherfucker, the infamous uh, Rihanna line. But I feel like Battleship had like extensive cooperation from the U.S. military. That's true. true. We're going with Hunt for Red October. Well, the answer is Crimson Tide. Ah! If only I remember the plot of that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, from what I understood, they didn't like the fact that they were trying to say there were controls on board the submarine or something that would launch a bunch of nukes, Mm. something like that. Don't want to give the idea that one submarine could launch a nuclear war like that. That makes sense. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Uh, Although, you know, if, if, if there's a lot of disobeying and all that crap going on, they probably didn't like that. But uh, Hunt for Red October, they were all in for. They thought it was going to be their top gun for oh, no. signing people up for the Navy. <laughs> so you're saying we picked the absolute worst answer. 
No, I think Battleship was the worst answer. Battleship, Battleship would have been more. Okay. Okay. No. At least there was a worse answer on the table. <laughs> you know, because... Uh, uh, the army has uh, be all that you can be. And the navy has Mahalo, motherfucker. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they really won. <laughs> <laughs> Question 15. In the 2007 film Transformers, mm. the character Sam had the eBay username ladiesman217, a reference to whose birthday? And for two extra points, which character was named after the same person? Oh my lord! Uh, wow, David, how many characters from Transformers that aren't Sam Witwicky can you remember the names of? <laughs> which, which one were the racist ones? Is it them? Tra- <laughs> that was Transformers that was, two. That was, two. That was yeah, that was two. Invoked earlier. Transformers earlier. is that the name Sam Witwicky is it has it has some sort of alchemy to it. Like we all remember that full name. Maybe it's just because Optimus Prime kept saying it over and over. Sam but, Witwicky. Yeah. But but uh I'd be hard pressed. There's Sam Witwicky and his uh completely realistic and beloved girlfriend Megan Fox. And that's that's really all I got. Okay. I think we're locked in. Oh boy. I was leading Katie down a dark path that made absolutely no sense, but Katie has uh, taken me back to the, the right side of history, I think. <laughs> I don't know if this is the right side of history. The one where the Titanic made it to Pier 34. It's, yeah. Well, <laughs> Thanks to the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I was going to say, when we're, when we're talking about Transformers, I don't think you could ever be on the right side of, of history, unfortunately. Yeah. No. <laughs> if they're locked in, I mean. Mm-hmm. What do we I mean, we have no you, idea. you suggested my, Michael Bay's mom, but that would mean my, like whatever guess. Megan Fox's character's name was, and I cannot think of it right now. Bumblebee. Her name is Bumblebee, Dave. <laughs> the name. The... Oh, yes. Famously, Kate Starscream was born on Megan. <laughs> it feels very Michael Bay to name like the sex love interest in a movie played by like a 19 year old Megan Fox after his own mother. <laughs> Just to feel like that's the kind of tribute Ladies. Michael Bay would go for. Um, but I honestly have no idea. Uh, we, I mean, I, if, unless you have a better guess than Michael Bay's mother, uh, I have no idea. Uh, but what would the name be? Uh, I would you Cheryl. All Michael. Oh God, oh, yeah. there's not a Cheryl in Transformers, is there? Joan. No. They're not going to be like Megan Fox. Your name's Sarah. <laughs> Sam Wiki has a mom. He does have a mom and a dad. Oh, he does have a mom. I think and they a witness. Dad, right? uh, I think they witness maybe Optimus Prime peeing in their backyard in the first movie. Uh, someone urinates. Optimus Prime pees in the backyard. One of the robots urinates in their backyard. It's a wonderful movie. Oh yeah, isn't the dad like Kevin Dunn or something? That's the actor's name. I it's don't know. Every movie. second of having to think about Transformers is hurting my brain. So I, we should move on. I, let's I'm say, let's mom. say, okay, no, 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 no. Let's pick something, no. something stupid in Michael Bay. Let's say it's uh, well, like a like a rock star or something. Like who? Uh, February birthdays, and you don't need February birthdays. Two seventeen. Nothing jumps to mind. Nothing jumps to mind. Oh, come on. No, stop. I'm going to say, like, <laughs> what if it's like, like, you know, like it's Van Halen's birthday and somebody's named Eddie, like Eddie, Sergeant Eddie Smith. Oh, Patch's reaction makes me think it has nothing to do with the band Van Halen. <laughs> you don't think I like Van Halen? I mean, is President's Day weekend is around that time. Um, I, I don't think it's Abraham Lincoln's birthday. I mean, there's a ton of like military in that, so there could be like a like a 
Should we just say McKinley again? So you already guessed it once. <laughs> no, I don't think that's something Matt Patches remembers either. Um, we could do Washington. I don't know when he was born. I'm going to need you to make a, a random choice here, David. Oh, fuck. Uh, let's go with Washington. Oh, yeah. Famous ladies, man. All right, I we're going know. with George ladies Washington. Say, ladies say fuck. I've forgotten this. What's the, what's the lady uh, version of Washington? Uh, I don't know. The defense secretary Washington is based on George Washington, the oh. ladies' man. Wow. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to toss that up. Yeah, we're going to toss that up. I'll take it. President Merkin Muffley. I Do first, us the honors. We definitely had Abraham Lincoln in there for a minute, but I first forced Batches to go what I thought was the obvious route, which is that it's Michael Bay's birthday. And I think Megan Fox's character is named Michaela. So I'm going to say. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Michael that, Bay. Oh, my that is God. awesome. <laughs> that is great. I yeah, I think you're right. I yeah. Hope. I hope. The correct answer is the birthday references director Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> and the character was George Washington. I'm just kidding. It was Michaela yes. Baines. Michaela Baines. <sighs> I, I would have never gotten Michaela. I'm proud not to know the answer to that question. Yeah. You guys started out at like the correct narcissist level. <laughs> yeah. Michael Bay's mom was so close. Michael Bay's mom. <laughs> Cheryl. Sharon. He's more narcissistic than Cheryl Starscream. Cheryl Starscream. Cheryl Starscream Bay. <laughs> Middle name, Entrapment. <laughs> She's part of a We're long a super franchise. Yeah, super franchise. A, it's a family tree. All right. One more question in the regular rounds. Question 16. Oh, God. What is the only sequel in the 20th century to win an Academy Award when the previous installment received no nominations? Any Academy Award? Any Academy Award. Okay. Oh, Lord. Katie, let's start by figuring out when the 20th century started. Oh, wait. Um... <laughs> oh, 20th century. <laughs> oh, see? I'm already helping the team. I remember... <laughs> Definitely in the 21st century until that second. Oh, God. <laughs> so it's, it's the original film in this series did not win an award or did not get nominated? Received zero nominations. Okay. okay. Sequels. They were made during <laughs> the 20th century. <laughs> yeah, during the 20th century. I mean, because there was like... I mean, my my initial thought was 21st century. We were talking Peter Jackson or something, but uh, we're not. And Fellowship definitely got nominated. All right, we're 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 locked in. All right, Katie we got- is brilliant, and I'm I'm backing her up. All right, Katie and Patches are set. David's, what are you thinking? All right, I feel I feel good. And you know what? You know what? If we're not right, and uh, Katie and Matt have it they're they're nice people they deserve some treats that's right wow and there's still a final round where everything's up for grabs that's true this this is not the end you're thinking you're looking for a series of movies that were thought of in categorically different ways over the years that maybe the original was not the hollywood was not really ready to recognize the genius of the original but then the second because of its technical merits in particular was able to score some nominations. Uh, Alien is the better film, but I do think that Aliens received some nominations. Alien did not. I don't know. We're going with Aliens. Going with Aliens. All right. 
Wow. Okay. Um, this is uh this is huge. This is a, a battle royale because we went with Terminator Two for I thought Judgment we were gonna have the same answer. Full title. Uh, for the same reason that Terminator got jack shit, and then Terminator Two would have won a visual effects Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when it comes down to James Cameron, David, I know that we uh, just have to elbow each other out of the way every time. The Terminator, not nominatable. I also think Sigourney Weaver got nominated for Alien. Oh, in which case, you know, very well, maybe true. She should should deserve it. She should have. Yeah, that would be good. Maybe the awards editor should be on my team next time, David. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, nominated for six awards and winning four of them. Whoa. Uh-oh. It was Uh-oh. Terminator 2 Judgment Day. They won four <laughs> Oscars? More than the VFX? Sound? Sound. I remember watching that Oscars because it's like, it would be like, Terminator 2, and they'd have to get up, but they'd play the score. So I heard, dun, 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 Yeah, so wait. Let's try and get, I want to guess what they are. Sure. VFX, sound mixing, sound editing, probably. And then what? Score? Makeup. Makeup. Visual effects, sound effects editing, sound and makeup. Yeah. All right, they blow his face off. Also, Sigourney Weaver is not nominated for Alien, but it did win visual effects. I just looked it up. Give him an extra point for guessing that. Really? <laughs> yeah, give us extra points. Hell yeah. <laughs> you got to love when we barge in and say, give us extra points, and then we just... That's <laughs> <laughs> rude. What uh, are our scores going into the Big Bang round? President Merkin Muffley has 95 points. That sounds like too many. <laughs> and David's Rise of Gru has 117. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a little tough. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks. That's it for the regular rounds, which means it's time for the Big Bang round. The wagers are in. Okay, so we are going to give you a subtitle. And you are going to tell us which installment of a franchise it applies to. So, for example, if we said Dream Warriors, we would want you to say... Nightmare 4. Nightmare. Elm Street. Do you want the number oh, or, in the Do we want the number the, or just the... It's the third installment of Nightmare on Elm Street series. So I would have been half wrong. Got it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Question one. The Voyage Home. Question two. Ghost Protocol. Question three. Citizens on Patrol. All right, and the Big Bang question. Over 150 calls were received in Orange County from callers reporting a UFO sighting during the first test flight of a Sikorsky S-64 Skycrane helicopter outfitted with an array of flashing lights for the Operation Welcome Wagon scene from which summer blockbuster? I think we're, I think we're ready. I think we're... I think we're ready. I'm feeling I'm feeling good, but I'm not happy that Dave and David are feeling good. Yeah, you know, however <laughs> however good Matt Patches is feeling, I'm feeling slightly better. <laughs> Excellent. Question one. 
the voyage home. President Merkin Muffley, what did you guys think? I believe that is uh, Star Trek Four. That is Star the one with Trek the whales, IV. right? And Dave and David, what did you guys think? We agree. Star Trek Four. Watched it two nights ago. Wow. It is the one with the whales. It is definitely the one with the whales. That's the only way I got my partner to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not how you got uh, Dick Richard or whatever his name was to watch it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is my my whale redemption answer. There was too many sharks and he wasn't into it. All right, picture this. Two whales. (laughs) They need to go back in time. That's such a good impression. Thanks. Um, Dick, my yeah, Dick Richards good, good is one Dick of my Richards. best. Yeah, we all know that yeah. voice. <laughs> the correct answer is Star Trek Four. My mom went to college with Catherine Hicks. <laughs> she went to St. Mary's College. There you go. <laughs> that is trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Question two, Ghost Protocol. Dave's, what'd you guys think? I mean, this is, and I, I trust that Matt and Katie uh, know this one as well. This is also a fourth film in a series, uh, a recurring theme in this round. It is Mission Impossible 4. How dare you insult David Ehrlich by asking him oh, to, wow. to order the Mission Impossible movies? Yeah, it's- I, I've seen that one. I saw that one. If our lovely hosts wanted to ask us to rank the Mission Impossible films in objective order, you know, then this this would probably Which be more contentious. They did not ask for, by the way. I know, but they. But go ahead. I'm curious. <laughs> well, uh, clearly, you well, now that you asked, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, there's Fallout, and then there's everything else. That's really all you need to. No. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. No, we had the same answer as Mission Impossible Four. We did. Correct answer is Mission Impossible Four. Great title. Question three: Citizens on Patrol. Katie and Matt, what did you guys think? This one I, I had to guess, but we're gonna go with Police Academy Four. And Dave and David. Yep. We also agree. Police Academy Four. Did you guess four or did you? No, for well, there's a recurring I, theme here in these answers. That part was the key, guess. But I can recognize fours when I see them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I knew that was the subtitle of a police academy. Exactly. Movie. That's, I, exactly that's where, where we were. I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is police academy four. Hey. And your big bang question. Over 150 calls were received in Orange County from callers reporting a UFO sighting from a helicopter in the Operation Welcome Wagon scene from which summer blockbuster? Uh, President Merkin Muffley, what did you guys get to and how'd you get there? Patches, you did it. And the way you I wrote knew it this out, right away. I, I understood I actually, it immediately. I only looked back at the other clues to, to verify because I have a very vivid memory. Weirdly enough, when in the 90s, before this movie came out, on the Fox Television Network, they aired a special... That was like a mockumentary of the Operation Welcome Wagon scene from this movie, pretending like it was real, like we were making contact like with Like a War aliens. of the World kind of thing? Yes, I have absolute vivid <laughs> memories of seeing this helicopter like on my TV as a kid before this movie came out, flashing lights, trying to make contact with aliens and being like, wait, what is happening? Is this real? What's going on? Totally faked out. Um, I was wow. a moron. This is Independence Day. 
ID four. Well, I feel like we should also note we watched this movie for this pot for our podcast relatively recently. We did like a summer movies episode. We did sometime oh. in the past. I have rewatched Independence Day in the last two years. <laughs> Katie's for this just podcast. like I. I have watched Independence Day so many times. <laughs> that too. We actually went with Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind. Oh God, David, don't <laughs> called Independence Day. <laughs> Uh, if the scene, the welcome wagon scene, a famous success, uh, everyone, everyone had a good time. And, uh, <laughs> to, to connect it to both the yeah. theme and advertising, Independence Day was rarely called Independence Day. It was ID4 that whole yes. summer. Right, right. Yes. Hence the fours. It was uh, almost called ID4, and all the fourths line up for July 4th. It is Independence Day. <laughs> Well done, you guys. We don't get enough movies that are just like the title uh, is the day it came out. <laughs> you know? Not a lot of that happened. Independence Day, I believe, came out on July 2nd. 6th? Or 2nd, oh, okay. Well, just like the real Independence Day. Just well, like, like the, that's how John the Declaration Adams. was yeah. actually signed, so... So the, the name should have been Independence Day Observed. <laughs> so, uh, so the Operation Wilco Wagon scene is when they try to like bomb it in Texas and it fails. No. Is that the, okay, which scene no, is this? No, it's when they're they're taking a helicopter up to make communication with the aliens. There's a hope that this is a peaceful thing. So they're like flashing lights. They're trying to do the close encounters thing where it's like, we don't speak oh, English, but maybe, maybe we can okay. send, them, send them a message. According to Wikipedia, Independence Day came out on July 3rd, but I'm sure there were screenings up on July 2nd. So I'm gonna go to my answer. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that was and not I was, was going to no say are awarded. <laughs> I was gonna say there was a, another famous movie that referenced its release date, Groundhog Day, but it came out on February twelfth. I had to get wow. a hand of that womp womp. That hot weekend. No, it's late. And, yeah, it's right late. in time for Mike, Michael about? Bay's birthday. Yes. <laughs> I have been really hard day. That <laughs> America could mobilize to rise up against an alien threat in 48 hours. I, I, oh, I was on that. I was thinking the same thing. This is a can of worms. Don't open this uh, uh, the, on the podcast. <laughs> Let's not go there. Uh, all right, Annie, what are our final scores? Oh, no. Well. President Merkin Muffley bid 44 points, so they have 139. And David's Rise of Gru bid 74 points, and they end with 191. No. So they are this episode's champion. Yay, we did well it again, David. Done. We did it again. I mean, I feel like Dave could have defeated all three of us combined tonight, but uh, I'm happy to be on his team. Maybe that's you know, next there. time. I was there for more support. It would, it would be a horrible flip. It's just, I just, you know, know the soundtrack to Ghostbusters too. That's It just... <laughs> It looks like a magic trick, but it's very simple. Basically, all I did was push him towards Crimson Tide instead of Hunt for Red October, but I'll take it. I think we will definitely have to come back for Oscar season, and uh, I will be bringing a Katie with me as my shield. Oh, that's, and a, we'll be, uh, that's a good one. There's no end to Oscar trivia, so no, yeah, that, truly, that would be great. Truly no end. I mean, there's no end to summer blockbuster yeah. trivia either, though. Like, that the broadness of this topic was mildly terrifying. This was fantastic. Yeah. This was a great yeah, round really of trivia. Great. This went oh, everywhere. Right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even with our criteria. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, the one place it really went was into the win column for Team Dave's Rise. <laughs> <laughs> Team Dave's, why don't you uh, tell everybody where to find you, where to go, and, and how to get more uh, Rise of, of Gru Daveness in their life? That makes a As lot they of should. sense. 
Uh, I'm Dave Gonzalez. You can follow me on Twitter at DA7E. Of course, we're all on the Fighting in the War Room podcast. It's at fightinginthewarroom.com. And I'm on the Trial by Content podcast weekly on theringer.com. I'm David Ehrlich. I was only a Dave for this evening in honor, a tribute to my my teammate, my captain, uh, Dave Seven. Uh, call me Dave Eight. Uh, you can find me on uh, at IndieWire and on Twitter, I guess, at David Ehrlich. Great. And uh, President Merkin Muffley, let's hear where to find you guys. You go. Should, okay, okay. I am Matt Patches. Uh, you can find me on Twitter mostly at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R Patches. I'm I'm heavily promoting my Letterboxd right now, so go to my Letterbox. <laughs> it's a safe space for movie talk. Uh, I'm, I think I'm Mr. Patches over there as well. I'm definitely the only Matt Patches. Uh, yeah, and that Polygon when I'm, I'm working, but I'm not right now. <laughs> I feel like you advertising your letterbox as a safe space is just the the immediate trick to it turning into this like crazy flame war. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going to make it happen, but it's gonna go. It's gonna go nuts. Yeah, I'm Katie. You can find me at Vanity Fair on the Little Goldman podcast over there, um, and you can find me on Twitter at Katie Rich K A T E Y R I C H. And with your powers combined, you are fighting in the war room, which everyone can also mm. check out. All yeah. right, yes, and should tweeted us at F I T W R. We. We we, yeah. we see it. We look at it sometimes. We're about to have our 400th episode, which means we're what? old in the tooth. Oh yeah, we're doing a call-in show. Awesome. Oh I yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, this by the time this comes out, we'll have already done the call-in show, won't we? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, but if they, Wait, oh if, yes, yeah, yes, you're right. You're yes, right. patches. Oh. But if they subscribe <laughs> to Fighting in the War Room, they'll get you to hear the podcast it. version of you that call-in show. You can listen to people call into our show. <laughs> Yeah. If you got to the end of this episode and this is the type of banter you want for some reason, first of all, you're subscribed to Quiz Quiz Bang Bang. Keep going. Yeah. Second of all, subscribe to Fighting in the War Room. There's a lot more of this. <laughs> yeah, congratulations on 400 yeah, episodes. That's, that's huge. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. My goodness. Thank you guys so much for coming on. It's always a good time. I can't wait to have you guys back on. We'll do some Oscar trivia and Hell yeah. uh, really try and melt some brains. Yeah. <laughs> Fully melted. So uh, you guys can find more of QuizBang goodness at our website, quizbangpod.com, where you can also uh, go to our socials, QuizBang Podcast. Uh, for Facebook, Instagram is QuizQuizBangBang. Twitter is QuizBangPod. You can support the show uh, monetarily by going to patreon.com slash quizbang or buy us a coffee. Keep our motors running. Head out on the highway at coffee.com, ko-fi.com slash quizbangpod. Um, no n- no risk of uh, entrapments there, Annie. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no matter how old you are. That's Mr. Entrapment to you. <laughs> That's Mr. Entrapment. Um, and I think that'll do it for this episode of Quiz Quiz Bang Bang. I've been David Flora. I've been Annie Flora. Here's, Here's looking at you, quiz. quiz.